Five seconds. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, the Warhammer 40K segment of the Wide World of Wargaming. Uh, we have taken more than a few weeks off as we felt that the mostly um, cosmetic content did not fit the material we prefer to offer for the show. But now that we have been announced a new edition and we are all hyped and ready to go for that, we felt it was time to return to you our dulcet tones. So joining me, Mr. Ben Neal. What's up? And we are without the services of Mr. Michael Schwartz. He will return as soon as his workload becomes that of a normal human being. Just kidding. Michael <laughs> does not ever stop working. Um, it but becomes the workload of three humans instead of eight. Instead of eight humans, yes. Uh, which by then probably he will have a kid. So we don't know when we'll be getting Michael Schwartz back. But we have a new edition. Long live the old edition. Or what, what's the saying when a king dies? Long live the king. The king is the king. dead. Long live, live the, the king. king. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so long live eighth edition. Uh, eighth edition is dead. Long live eighth edition. We hope you rot in hell. Um, <laughs> there were. I believe there have been two articles and a very nice live stream that they were kind enough to do for us. Uh, Ben's got some notes. So mostly this episode is going to be me pitching and Ben just kind of teeing off on the softballs I hit him. Um, and then anything we particularly complain about, 8th Ed, we will see if they have addressed it. So, Ben, where should we start? Well, yeah, let's start with uh, kind of what they've just posted online. Just the super basic stuff. <clears throat> As in, like, everyone can still use all their books. So this new edition is going to be very similar to 8th edition. All the stats, or like the uh, stat system, is going to be exactly the same. Because mm -hmm. you can use all your old data sheets. Uh, all the old army rules are going to work. All the supplements are going to work. All the vigilists and psychic awakening is going to work. Which is great for everyone. Like I'm super happy that they're not saying, oh, these books are nice. They just came out. Let's get rid of those and make new ones. Agreed. Yeah, I it like would, it would result in a mini-mutiny. Uh, what was that? It would result in, a, in, a, in another mini-mutiny if oh, yeah. <laughs> they tried to get us all to burn another $400 in codexes. Yeah, that would not be good. But I do like that they're still supporting like Vigilus and stuff. Six-month-old books that didn't have a lot of uh, play, but you can still use them in the new edition, so that's great. Yeah, I mean, we saw some people be pretty successful with some of the guard formations, but I oh, yeah, think that I, was I pretty my much... Victor guard. <laughs> that also that. Also, some of the Space Marine stuff was pretty good. Um, but, I mean, you know, it all faded out when Marines came in, and just when we thought we might have seen uh a, an interesting change the world ended and here we are yeah it it was kind of interesting timing because i almost felt like the game was pretty balanced again like they had just dropped the neutering space marine faq that really yep. brought them down into line with everyone else and then we never got to play test it really and now there's a new yeah, edition we coming out, so we'll never get to play test it so Which, we'll never you know, know <laughs> I have to wonder if that's why they're keeping a lot of the books is because we didn't get to play with a lot of them for very long. Yeah, um, who knows? Because I'm sorry, I don't believe for a second that this has been in the works for a long time. 
considering how much like 8th edition it looks like. Yeah, it kind of feels like a massive FAQ that they're calling a new edition because there's so many changes. Is it possible that this is why they shut down for a couple months? Maybe. Like, is it Maybe they never had any intention of releasing a uh, an after Adepticon FAQ. They're just going to take everything from that and put it into this new edition. It's possible. I I was thinking more of they realized that they had an opportunity with you know everyone kind of with the world being on pause for a couple months that they could go, you know, we could just burn everything down and restart. Yeah. I you know I'm I'm just not of the opinion because I. I know we all we, we heard like rumors of a new edition what a year ago, right? There's yeah, there's always rumors of a new edition even yeah. the day after one comes out. That's our community for you. We have the utmost <laughs> faith in our in our overlords over at Games Workshop. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, like I I honestly wonder if because this is so close to 8th edition that maybe they just said, "Oh shit, you know, the world is going to be shut down. Why don't we dump everything into playtesting for the next three months and come out with a new edition. <laughs> playtesting. Good one. I know, but come on. <laughs> they try. <laughs> I don't think they're, they're not good at it, but no play, no game company is good at playtesting. Oh, yeah. It's just, and frankly, it's because there just aren't as many of them as there are of us. And mo- most of their playtesters don't have the competitive mindset. Like Even they don't they look do. at something and figure out how to break it immediately. They oh, look right. at something and say, like, "Oh, why would someone ever break that?" They don't understand it. Right. I mean, even if they did, even if they are of that spirit, they just don't have access to the same human resources oh, that yeah, we, that sure. the community does. You know, like we get to be their guinea pigs for two weeks after they release codexes. Right, and I mean, as soon as a book drops, the entire community is reading it. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. millions of people are reading these books as opposed to maybe a couple dozen playtesters. It's the same problem. Um, this is a weird <laughs> reference, but I think it, it lines up a lot. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin used to said, you know, a couple of years ago, you could write a book in the eighties and no one would guess any of the plot, any plot points. Cause they're just, they couldn't communicate. But as soon as the internet happened, you had thousands of people congregating and putting all the little tidbits together and figuring stuff out half a book before he meant it to go. Oh, yeah. So it's, I, it's, it's one of those things, like the more people you put together, the faster something gets ruined I, or broken or, you know, cheated or whichever word you want to use. Um, <laughs> what are the uh, what are they changing as far as so all the books are going to be playable. Um, yep. Does that mean that a lot of the missions are going to change? Yeah, so actually they brought on uh, Mike Brandt from Nova. From Nova. To yep. redo a lot of their missions. Uh, with okay. supposedly a pretty competitive uh, mindset to a lot of these missions. So I'm really excited they, for that. And they also have kind of a side thing going with what's it called? Crusade? Yeah, so the Crusade system is their, like, their new narrative mm-hmm. focus. That uh, <clears throat> it supposedly lets you chain link all your games together and really give you a progressive story through a month or a few months and a bunch of games 
So supposedly there's going to be like upgrade systems and different missions and all sorts of stuff. So that'll be interesting to look at. Yeah, I mean it's cool for for your for your casual play for your your in and out every week five or six guys at the at the LGS. Yeah, and they they said the crusade will even have like balancing mechanics uh, for getting new players in in the middle of a campaign. Sure. Yeah, so you don't have to actually be there at the very start of it. They'll have mechanics worked in so you can jump in at any point and have an even playing field. Suggestions, you know, ways for ways to make it easier on people running smaller events. That's cool. Oh, yeah. But we really only care about the competitive end. Bringing in Mike Brandt is both a good and a bad sign. Um, Nova-style missions have kind of become the norm, I think is – an appropriate way of saying it. Of course, there's still elements of the way Frontline run, uh, Frontline went with the mission tiers, but they, they've, they've coalesced, and I think there's a little bit more of the Nova DNA than in the than of the Frontline DNA. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty interesting when these new missions come out because I mean we're still working with a pretty new ITC rule set that had just come out a few months before the shutdown. Uh, and it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. So we'll actually have to see if maybe there's like a mix of missions at events. Like at a six-round event, you play like three ITC missions and three new missions. Or really people just have to play test the new missions and see if they're actually as balanced and as fun as ITC missions. Well, I think it would be naive to think that they did all this without consulting the ITC either. I mean, we've had Reese on the show enough times where we know that he he's in conversation with Games Workshop as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's it's likely that Mike was brought on as, like, the face of the new missions, but they probably consulted multiple high-tier individuals or groups, right? Like, you know they probably talked to, talk to the Adepticon guys as well. Yeah, I hope so. Like, get as much input as you can. I would love if we could just be like Sigmar and play the uh, missions straight out of the book without any sort of changing it up. That'd be nice. It would be simple for a lot of, it would it would simplify it for a lot of people, including me, who just likes to throw hammers at people. Oh yeah. Uh, unfortunately that's not the way 40k works anymore, sadly. <laughs> well we're we not sure. Might change it I'm, up. Not allowed to com- I'm not allowed to complain like that because we don't know what new 40k is gonna look like. Um, <laughs> There's some things I know you'll love though. There are a few things that I'm happy about. Um, number one the happiest thing in the world is that they are not bringing back templates, but they are making heavy weapons better via the blast rule. Yep. That's, I cannot possibly comp like explain to people who don't run things that used to have large blasts only hitting two guys or one guy in a Marine unit of 10 models. Yeah, so they haven't given exact numbers, but how they've said blast works is shooting at big infantry units. Some weapons that have the blast type will inflict maximum shots on the unit. Sure, yeah. So like a battle cannon will auto-do six hits against maybe a five or a ten-man unit or whatever. I I suspect it'll probably above... I I wish it'd be ten men, but I doubt it. You know what I mean? It'd be pretty broken if every time I shot a Space Marine tactical squad, I hit six guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, pretty good. Even though I would only, it would be good, even though I would only be killing them on two, on 
fours, assuming the cover system is remotely the same, right? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I like it just, it wouldn't, it, it would be like the old days. I, like, let's be real. It would be like I would kill four of them in a shot. But, you know, you know, it probably won't work that way. I suspect this is more about hitting orc mobs, uh, tyranids, grets, uh, like grots probably needed this change. Yeah, I mean, it's just a nice change to deal with some of these horde units, like plague bearers and stuff. That yeah. some armies just dealing with random shots can be such a pain. And right, but I mean, I would... it also makes it also makes tanks more playable. Like they they had a problem, which was they weren't actually good against the one thing they were supposed to be good against. Yeah, speaking of tanks being playable, they can shoot in combat now. Uh, you know, this is so overdue, I don't actually know how to, like, <laughs> possibly enunciate it clearly. Um, I'll just leave it there. Like, this is so overdue, I don't actually... Like, finally. It's, it's beyond being said. Yeah, finally. You don't need the fly keyword to actually play a vehicle in the game anymore. Finally. Yeah, it's like, oh, you want to assault me? Okay, I'm going to shoot you in the face with my cannon. Yeah, and it's great because I'm assuming you can only target the thing you'll be in melee with. So that's still well, great. Like I don't, I'm not sure there's a I'm not sure there's a reason I can't shoot into a, a third party combat. Like I don't care. Why do I care about hitting my forty man my forty point squad of guardsmen if it's in combat with two hundred points of Tau battle suits? Well no, so like if something ties up your tank, you'd have to target what you're tied up with. Like, that's how they do it in Sigmar. Uh, it works pretty well. It still gives you some tactics. Like, there's still a reason to tie stuff up. But it's not one Gretchen pokes a tank, and now the tank is dead for an entire turn. Right, and I'm not attacking three times at weapon skill five while my cannon spins around uselessly going, but I totally still work. Well, they had to batten down the hatches because the grots were coming. That doesn't stop the gun <laughs> from firing. A tank is a sealed in... Oh, my God. Um, no, they're cowering in the corner. Of course they are. That's totally the how it works. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the tank changes are nice. It'll be yep, interesting to see what else they do. Monsters uh, will be the same way. They can shoot in combat as well. Right, and then they also can't be stuck in. They can just leave. Yep, they've also said that uh, monsters and vehicles will be able to attack second and third, so on stories of buildings now. So you so can't mostly, just like uh, mostly monsters, you mean? Yeah, so you can't have your pathfinder sitting on the second level while an imperial knight runs around and can't touch them. Right, right, right. Okay. So when you say vehicles, you mean walkers? Uh yeah. Yeah. Or if, if that's even a word in the new edition, but we know what we're talking about. Vehicles are the base that you have to measure from. Correct. Uh, what else? Speaking of terrain. There will be apparently degrees of cover now, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, you know, like, so that means that you're probably going to get multiple save or multiple save modifiers depending on if you're in woods compared to a crater compared to a fucked up building. Yeah, and supposedly they're bringing back uh, stuff like obscured rules. Um, there's going to be a lot more guidelines for what is line of sight blocking. 
So it seems like there's going to be a lot more line of sight blocking terrain in addition to they're going to have guidelines in the book for how much terrain you should have on the table. Which the community, the competitive community will, of course, immediately disregard because they want to play more assault armies. <laughs> uh, which I have no problem with. I, like, I really don't. I really, really don't. I oh, yeah, I'd love to see more assault armies. I Super think there fun. is nothing better than me having to play on a clock where either I kill enough of your army that I kill you before you kill my entire list, or I don't, and you get to me, and I just lose everything. Like, that's interesting for a gunline yeah. player. When it's just two gunlines throwing bricks at each other, it gets boring. Yeah, and before this new edition, there was sort of that clock play where, oh, if you went first against the Gene Steeler slingshot, you blew it all away. But right. if they went first, they tied up your entire army for the whole game. Yep. So it's like, that is, that was not fun gameplay. No, it was not. Um, let's see. What else did we, what other little notations did uh, did we take out of this? Uh, oh, reserves apparently are going to be different now. Uh, command points are going to be expanded into what they can use, or what they can be used for. Yep, and so every, it sounds like everything can be put into reserve now for command points. Okay. Not so, specific factions like Death Watch or Harlequins that can do it, but every unit will be able to spend CP to go into reserve. And that sounds like they can come on really from any table edge when they want to come on the board. I'm assuming okay. still from turn two on. So, so I bet they'll keep the uh, tactical reserves rule. Sure. And they'll also probably keep some kind of distance requirement so that you don't get yep. the fourth edition uh, Gene Stealer problem. Yeah, it, I mean, because the 9-inch away is usually on the data sheets. I imagine they'll keep that for the strategic reserves because, mm -hmm. I mean, 9 inches is a good number. It's You can charge, but it's still pretty far away. If, if you have some kind of specialized mechanic, you have a good chance. If you yep. don't, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> YOLO. Because it will not end well for you. You will fail <laughs> and you will die badly. Um, what else do we have? Uh, new codexes are going to include... Um, okay, that's, that's for Crusades. We don't care about that. Um, you will always be able to hit on sixes. Oh, modifiers. We should probably talk about modifiers. Oh, yeah. To hit shooting will never be better than plus one or worse than minus one. Yep. No more stacking How? modifiers. No more. So, Eldar, if you can hear me, let's repeat it one more time. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Speaking of Eldar, uh, they're changing flyers a lot as well. Yes. So well, they're, flyers, they're, they're uh, returning to an older time. Yeah, so they're going to be able to leave the table and come back on again, like 7th Ed. Mm -hmm. uh, also, they have said that they're going to pretty much be ignored for purposes of measuring and being on the table, which is great, because move blocking with flyers was so silly and Correct. such a bad mechanic. And it sounds like they're going to try and take it away. So that's great. That's good. I, You know what? They, they really need to just say, you. all they need to do to fix flyers is you are allowed to end your movement on a flyer base. So like it's, uh, mechanically, yes. But in practice, no. Because then you get the people with their beautiful based flyers and got some guy sticking a tank on top of it. 
So I'm not sure actually how they're going to do it, if they'll just say put it next to it and pretend like it's there. But or mark it. I'm going to just like drop a marker yeah, somehow. It's going to be interesting for sure. Yep. Um, let's see. So when fly, so flyers will be allowed to leave the board. They'll come back on and do. So there, it will essentially be strafing runs. Um, yeah, it'll be a lot like seventh ed, where they fly on, they shoot something, then they fly off, and then the next turn they come back on, shoot something, fly off. Like you'll be able to fly off the board and ri- technically risk dying if the game ends with you off the board, but it will be your choice instead of getting moved blocked to death, which is just oh, yeah. fucking stupid. <clears throat> see you know that it's funny like we talk about that and you remember how you used to be able to kill a flyer with crew stunned and they just blocked the 12 inch movement oh yeah (laughs) they have never done it like the thing that worries me is how obviously they've never been able to really integrate flyers into what is otherwise like a two-dimensional game yeah because i mean everyone loves their planes and the models are cool but they just do not function they don't in a game like this. Like, a flyer, rules-wise, there shouldn't even be a model. Like You should just set it to the side, and then you pick somewhere, and you say, it does a strafing run there. And, like, yeah. you don't even put it on the table, because it's not even close to the same scale. What I think probably the best... The, the, the way they represented it best was having flyers not start on the board unless you had the hover rule. Yeah. Like, I hope they bring that back only because it was it was the most the closest to realism that they've had without that also fit well within the game mechanics. Uh-huh. Um let's see there's going to be some changing as far as uh command points and power level. They're going to readjust power level, not that we care. Uh, yep. CP is linked to the size of the game you play rather than how you build your list. Yep, so everyone's going to have the exact same CP to start. That's a big change. Yeah, it's, so I'm really curious if they're going to get rid of uh, detachments altogether and come out with I a new form chart. It would be nice to get rid of detach like Because remember when detachments came out, we all knew exactly what it was, which was Formations 2.0. Yeah. Like, just the easiest thing in the world is this is your army. This is the number of X units you're allowed to bring. You know, up to three, up to six, whatever. Just make, literally just say the battalion is the is the, the force organization chart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Require someone to have two HQ, three troops. Correct. And, like, literally just bring back the seventh head force org chart. And it would mm-hmm. be great. be perfect. Like, I've always, I've never liked that they got away from that. And that they made it so easy to write just super specialized hyper cheese armies. Yeah, and I mean, and then you go into certain factions like custodies, where if you want to play pure custodies, you are one hundred percent not going to have enough command points to do anything yep. you want. And so you like are forced the, into bringing guard battalions, or sisters was the other one. Yeah, or admec or whatever. Right. But, I mean, everyone having the same number of CP probably means they're going to change how stratagems are costed, right? Uh, I I don't know. Cause, we'll have to see. Because a lot of armies are going to get... This means that a lot of armies are going to get a lot more command points than normal. Yeah, it's going to be a huge meta shift because 
some of these armies use CP extremely efficiently, like Space Marines. Yep. And if Space Marines were already pretty uh, good at getting CP, they have a lot of good troops choices, like yep. Intercessors and Infiltrators and Incursors and whatever. But <clears throat> now if they can bring a lot more elite units and still get enough CP... But this is all assuming that they actually give out enough CP. Maybe it's like each army gets five. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they do that. If, but, there are obviously going to be small ways that you can adjust the number of CP you bring. Um, yeah, so uh, considering soup, they actually said bringing soup will drop your CP. So it's actually going to cost command points to bring allied detachments of different armies. Well, Xeno players are going to like that. Maybe they'll stop crying finally. <laughs> Good one. I'll never stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what else? Uh, Psychic Awakening will mostly be rolled into the books, but not all Psychic Awakening will make it. Um, there is way too much of that content for us to try to go rule by rule. Suffice it to say, it's probably mostly going to be data sheets, you think? For what? For so I, I don't know what that sentence really means because they've said that all the Psychic Awakening books are still live for not that. Well, sure, all the books are live, but obviously some things are going to get left behind, either because they don't fit with the new mechanics or they just don't have any effect. Oh yeah, I I have no idea. Yeah, I mean it's it's an odd it's an odd question or an odd way of saying things. Yeah, and what else I'm wondering is, is this new edition going to keep or invalidate all previous FAQs? I suspect it will, I suspect this will be repointed probably all at release. Yeah. I, I it, it just makes sense. Like, like, you, you, can't, you can't rewrite a whole game, even if you, even if you, like, hijacked half of the previous edition the new edition rules are going to change the value of certain things. So you might as well just repoint everything. It doesn't oh, yeah. even have to be like huge, you know? Yeah. They, they said they were going to revisit a lot of the points. Oh, so hopefully, hopefully the executioner goes cannon. back to where it belongs. Make Thunderfire cans go up by like 30. 50. Yeah. Okay. Third. I'll take 30. Um, <laughs> I'll take what I can, I'll take what I can get. You know, I don't want to just run down. We, we've got a list of stuff we wanted to talk about, but I think I would rather just. What needed to be changed in eighth? And how high are you hoping that they changed? It? Why don't we do that? Yeah, so one of the biggest issues was the terrain. But yeah. lots of people had issues with it for a long time. The rules were really lacking. Uh, and it sounds like they've made a lot of improvements. And they've really gone in-depth and tried to explain and differentiate between, like, what's a wood, what's a ruin, how do they interact, what's different about them, instead of, oh, you're standing in a wood, you're standing in a crater, those are the exact same thing. Like, that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, because they they would react differently to high explosives and thus should not you know should not really be treated the same way on the tabletop. The question yeah, uh, here's a mud pit. Here's a mud pit with a tree in it. 
They're the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> it's like, sure, Games Workshop, whatever you say. This is why we have to make our own rules, you fucking morons. Um, I, I, I am kind of hoping that they do something to make vehicles less flexible. And that's, that sounds weird coming from basically at this point a, a cavalry guy. I mean, like, literally, my armies are tanks and cavalry, which you could argue uh-huh. are the same thing. Um, but I, I think I think vehicles were at their best when they had limited line of sight. I think that was a re like that was a reasonable limitation to put on those units. Yeah, I agree. I like I liked fire arcs. Uh, I liked armor values. I even like blast templates mostly, but all three of those things caused so many arguments. Yeah. Especially in a competitive scene. And where a lot it of really time. matters if you're going to get rear or side armor on that Lehman Russ. Because if you so get rear armor, you're guaranteed dead. If you get side armor, you might not even hurt it. Yeah. Like, and, that and is if you're shooting a the massive difference. Yeah. I mean, and. I can tell you that I lived on that difference for a long ass time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the introduction the 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 update of the obscured rule is one that I'm really hopeful for. Like, because I hope that basically what it means is that I can use my tanks to cover each other. Yeah. Like if I go line, like if I line up three tanks literally track to track, and you want to shoot the one in the middle. It should be harder for you to hit the one in the middle. The yeah, rules with, should reflect that. With the old rules, as long as they were sitting on a piece of terrain, <laughs> now they got cover. Like if it rolled over a barrel and was obscured by another tank, oh, now it's got cover. Yeah, it's but, uh, they, they, the rules just weren't organic. Is the no, easiest way no. to say it. They were so streamlined that they just sucked, and they never yeah, got. They and they, they also the difference between being in cover and being behind cover was a shitty difference. Yeah, like uh, you shouldn't have to be on it to benefit from it, especially because it, it what it did was it ruined it like it removed walls as being effective cover mechanics when uh-huh. like the wall is the most basic fortification human beings have ever created ever. Yeah, speaking uh, of wall. Another thing I want I would actually like to see is if they removed the rule that infantry could just run through walls. That'd be nice. Like put some actual like paths and obstructions in the way for these gene stealers or vanguard veterans or centurions or whatever. Bring back tactical bring back tactical want. movement. Yeah. Like bring back consequences based decision making like i am going to choose to run up to this wall and use this cover but i will be further away compared and i won't be able to charge this turn or i am going to run into the open on the chance that i make this charge roll but if i don't i'm dead yeah or i i need something to cover this doorway but yeah oops someone's just gonna jump through that wall yep and I think the easy I think one of the things that we said on the show enough times about eighth edition was that while some of the decisions they made to streamline the game were good, it went too far. Like eighth edition streamlined 40k too much. 
Yeah, I mean, they started out, and I streamlined everything, but then they've been adding stuff for three years now. Yeah. And then it got bloated. So now yeah. they're going to do their, their little reset, and it'll probably go back to similar to what it started. A little more advanced, because it's very similar to the first 8th edition but just with a lot of FAQs built in and some feedback. But then it'll start getting bloated again. And probably three years from now, we'll go to 10th edition. And they'll do the same yeah. thing. On and but on. I the wheels like are. the general like uh, format of 8th edition. It's great. So I'm glad they're keeping it. I'm glad they're just changing things that the community has said has issues, but they're keeping the stuff that has been pretty good the whole time. The one thing that I don't like is that they aren't changing mortal wounds. Um, hopefully this will be addressed with when they update the books, but mortal wounds almost became a get out of jail free card for a lot of lists where it's like, well, I can't actually do any damage to this guy. So let me just roll 2d6. Yeah. Well, I think actually the main issue is there's too many invulnerable saves in the game. So you need mortal wounds. Uh, like, <clears throat> before this new edition, pretty much if you were bringing a vehicle and it didn't have a a 4-up invul save, or was minus 1 or minus 2 to hit, like, why even bother? If it's not That's 50 true. points, why That's bother? True. It's just <laughs> going to die. Every dreadnought in the game, we're looking directly at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, with both eyes and coals burning in our eyes, we're looking directly at you. <laughs> Laser beams, like, we're doing the thing from drag races at you. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, I, I don't disagree on that. Uh, I think that pro the other problem is that they never paid enough for the invul saves. Yeah. The, like, point, points were all over the place. Uh, a lot of it was Forge World. Because they were still using the initial rules from when 8th edition dropped. And it felt like they wrote those rules overnight. Because a lot of them sucked. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's... Uh, how many times in our entire lives have we said this? That's Forge World. They had Elysians with 3 damage plasma guns for a year before they fixed it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god. But GW is taking over all Forge World rules writing, so that is great. That is that is good news. Um, I'm excited because it means I might actually get stratagems for Deathcore. Oh yeah. Uh, somehow they have gone an entire edition without getting stratagems. <laughs> One day I'll understand why they made that decision. I honestly just want something for Death Riders, like anything. Yeah, considering there's no Rough Riders in the game, they're their only yeah. guard cavalry. Like. Yeah, because the Mukali don't exist anymore. If you want to talk about a model you'll never see again. Um, the, what are they? Help me out here. The the desert guys. I can't believe I'm forgetting. Uh, Talarn. Talarn, thank you. Yeah, like the Mukali riders were awesome back in the day. If you ever saw, if anyone's ever seen those models, they're some of the, they're, gore, they're just gorgeous. They were an example of when Forge World did it right. Um, Speaking of uh, new models being done right, holy shit, 
do the new Necrons look amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, all the complaining we heard from Alex, basically, in the group chat, over and over again, I better not hear any of it. <laughs> for, like, at least six months. Because you know Necrons are going to be the new big bad. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much redoing the entire line. They're not just yeah. dropping in new units. Like, they're doing yep. new warriors. They're doing a new monolith. Uh, who knows what other stuff they're redoing. Well, and, and we're getting the, the, you know, fucking Ramses, the King of Kings. Yeah. Which... Tons of new stuff. They got, like, War of the Worlds walkers going on. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, with even bigger guns. It's crazy. <laughs> Just we replaced his arm with a gun. Games Workshop, make it bigger. <laughs> super heavy destroyers now. Super, yeah, exactly. Destroyers, <laughs> heavy destroyers and super heavy destroyers. Yeah. And it, you know, it's it is cool to see. Assuming it happens, I mean, it's going to be cool to see Pariahs again. Um, yeah. And probably like we were talking about that. I remember we talked about that what two months ago, as one of the things we were really excited for, and. It'll be, you know, I, I, this is the dumb, the most fucking cliche thing to say. With it'll be interesting to see what Necrons do with real anti psych. Like they've never had real anti psyker. Why is that a thing? They like the magic, I guess. <laughs> well, they don't like it. Yeah. They tolerate it. They to- yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't use it themselves, um, but they're an ally of the psychers. They don't. They don't use uh, warp magic themselves, but you're totally allowed to destroy their entire army with it. It's totally fine. Yeah, They're they don't want to impress the psychers or anything. No, that would. Why would anyone want to do that? Um, <laughs> and then uh, we're getting new marines because every edition must come with new marines. Well, duh. Their rules. They must be observed. And uh, I think the funniest one that I read was. Marine chainswords specifically are going to be better than everyone else's chainswords. Yeah, so there's a new thing called an Astartes chainsword. Oh, God damn it. Which is great. <laughs> no, you know what it is? It's Astartes shotguns, remember? Yeah. It's like, oh, they're strength four. What else? That's it. <laughs> going to have to bust out the uh, double chainsword Vanguard vets again. Wrong, oh, wrong. Yeah, hey. People, people are looking forward to the double chainsword vanguard bets. I'm sure. I'm, I'm gonna go chop people up with that. Just kidding. Was... Chainsword storm shield is please, the best. God, can they please fix the storm shield? Can that be another thing that happens with ninth ed? Just fucking. Yeah, they're gonna be thing. free. Storm shields are gonna be free in ninth ed. Just, just make them <laughs> shooting only. Really <laughs> only. Please stop the madness. It's a the joke is not funny anymore. You want to see a three-up invul on every model in my army? Yes, I, I'm sure it's going to happen. <laughs> Matter of fact, I remember it happening because I played against six dead fucking Space Wolves. <laughs> like, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like, if that, if there's, this is one of those little things I hope they fix. Stop it with the fucking Storm Shields. Everyone in your army does not deserve a three-up. They need to like, stop it with the invul saves in general. Yes. There's too many. There too are many two, and, things and have invulnerable saves. There's too many, and there's too many of them stacked on top of easy to access feel no pains. 
Yeah, that that was the issue. Is nothing was worth it if it didn't have an invul save or a feel no pain because it just instantly died. Or like, so or even like a minus one, even like a standing key. minus one. Yeah. Like they, I get what they were trying to do by introducing modifiers. Um, that's kind of like, aka number one, cough cough stolen from Flames of War. Let's not be, let's not lie to ourselves. Um, but it didn't work. Like they, they went too far with it, and they made because it too they essential. Made- they made everything minus three AP. <laughs> yeah, that's they made true. the basic intercessor stalker bolt rifle minus three AP in devastating yep. doctrine, and then it was like, well, you better have an invul save or you get no save at all. And that's kind of why I want them to go back to the to the old like I want them to go back to cover saves, you know. So I I don't. I didn't really like the uh, cover save or armor save. Like, it just didn't make sense. I liked the modifier of plus one, but really just take every single AP across the board and, like, drop it by two. Like, AP minus four is now minus two. Because that's, in Sigmar, AP minus two is pretty rare. AP minus three is almost unheard of. So a four up save is actually pretty good. Where in 40k a two up save, well most of the time it's a five up or a six up. Yeah. Everything has so much AP. Yep. But uh, look, that's that was kind of inevitable when they went away from the old AP values, where it's like you knew what you were gonna like you would shoot at things without the expectation of any of increasing your chance of doing damage. You were just it was chuck and pray, right? Yeah. I think their like, biggest mistake was trying to assign and sort of carry over old AP values to new yes. ones. Because yep. of all the old weapons, it was like AP4 was minus one. And then they're like, wait, well, AP3 should probably be minus two then. And AP2 should be minus three, right? Yeah. Well, there were a lot of AP3 and AP2 guns in 7 Battle cannons. That now are all minus two or minus three AP in this new edition. Yep. Like, what's even the point of armor saves? Right, like, and I, I mean that's I get cut in half by every weapon in the game. And the other problem is that there were just the the points are just off. Like the the, the armies are too big. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, that happens when they they drop points in every single chapter approved for three years. Right, and I'm like, like, remember when 40k was quote unquote company level? Nope. (laughs) Okay. Like, when I got into 40k, fourth ed, it was literally on the box and in the rules. This is a company level strategy game. You would get like some multiple of 10 guys, would basically be your your list. And then you had maybe a handful of vehicles, right? Unless yep. you went, you went like swing one way super hard or swing one way the other way. Like you could, like a guard company was like ten vehicles. Yeah. And a guard company was like 140 guys, which is pretty close to reality, hilariously. Um. But there was like in in eighth ed as it is now, you can do both. And the guy across from you has the same equivalent. 
So everybody's armies are just deleted in two turns. Yeah, if, if you're not putting guns. 200 wounds on the table, then uh, you're dead. <laughs> yep. The other thing is, I, I they said that they're carrying over the stats. They probably need to readjust strength and strength and toughness again. Yeah, I, I, there there were a lot of complaints from the community about the to wound chart. They're like, why is there a to wound chart? And then there's so many ways to buff wounding modifiers. Like, if I take a bunch of these strength three guns and then shoot it at a knight, but I have a stratagem that gives me plus one to wound, I'm wounding now those strength three guns are extremely efficient at killing that knight. Yep. I know, Which, I like, used it. That That's just silly. <laughs> yep. And God forbid that you combined it. Like, God forbid you went reroll wounds and the and the plus one. Yeah. Like, I could literally lay out a knight with guardsmen with hotshot las guns. Oh, I played that. Uh, for a while, I played uh, 90 Fire Warriors in a list. It would oh, take, yeah. like, 30 of them with stacked buffs to pull down an entire knight with a three-up invul save. Yep. It's like, Jesus. And that was a broken knight. Not like, that was a knight that we that was a broken night at the time that everyone hated because it had a yeah. three up invul. Like this is this does not feel right, but I like no. it. <laughs> they they when they, they need to go back to the if it's not if it's above plus two your strength you can't wound it. Yeah, so I seventh that it was like four above because I know was, Marines with their bolters they couldn't hurt a wraith knight that was T eight. Yeah, right. It was, or it was plus three. You're right. If it's above, if it was three above, you couldn't wound it. Yeah. Because bolters couldn't hurt Lehman Russes. Yep. Well, because they just had the armor value. You could shoot a Lehman Russ in the butt and hurt it because it was only yeah, armor. Yeah. But with toughness wise, yeah, if you were, it was if it was four above, you couldn't hurt it at all. Yeah. And look, they're never going to give me my armor fourteen wall of destruction back. I've accepted this. Um, Despite how much I long for it every night, I have a Lehman Russ pillow that I leave next to my bed and just cuddle when I'm angry. Just go um, play 30K. You can play Lehman Russ there. I'm not fucking playing 30K. <laughs> I can't afford 30K. Well, it's just you know, Lehman Russes. That's true. Uh, maybe they'll let me play Vanquishers with the old Beast Hunter shells in 30K. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is now a 30K podcast. This is it. been commandeered. Don't give me ideas. Um, Don't worry. I still play six planes in 30K, too. <laughs> six planes is a, I'm a guard player. Six planes doesn't even get through a third of my points. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, but these are space marine planes. That's true. They're just better than other people. I, 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 I'm, right. I'm hopeful that this edition is going to solve a lot of our problems. Oh, yeah. I'm, um, I'm very so optimistic about it. A lot of the changes have been very good and much needed. I just hope that they realize that there was that they went too far with the streamlining, and that a little bit of complexity is not going to chase away ninety percent of the players. Yeah, let's hope that they use super simple AFED to lure everyone in, and now they'll make it really complex and tactically deep. Now that everyone's here, that'd be great. Yep. That'd be that'd be perfect. It's like okay, everyone, we gave you three we uh, three years of the training wheels. Now it's time for you to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Welcome to hell, yeah. Paco. 
three years of shooting gallery and never moving. Uh, yep. Now it's all assault based and movement is everything. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I hope they do, the one thing that I hope they do, I hope they find a way to improve how mechanized infantry works. Yeah, that's, I think they really need to drop the points on transports. But not only that, I think they need to, the, the mechanic needs to change. Um, I, I want to make uh, sure I say this without being retarded, which is a constant problem for anyone who listens to the show. You should be allowed to charge out of certain transports. You can. You just can't. I want, right. I want that to continue. You just can't but, move the transport and then get out unless it's an impulsor and then you can't that, charge. Right. And that's my problem. Like there are some things that clear that there are some armies who clearly were made shooting only when they were clearly melee-based armies. Oh, yeah. Like, why does a land raider not have the same rule as an impulsor? Well, Dark Eldar Raiders. Why don't Harlequins have an assault transport? Like, Or orcs, like an orc truck. Like, why, yeah, what happened, to us, what happened to truck boys? <laughs> truck boys were, like, one of the best parts of, of, of Sick Dead, and they're gone yeah, now. And- I mean, one of the biggest issues of transports previously was that they wanted to get close to dump their dudes out, but then they just got surrounded. Yeah. And now the dudes can't get out. And then if it dies, well, everyone's dead. Yeah. And that was just such a huge risk. It was a stupid mechanic. It It was a a a land raider with 10 assault terminators in it, and someone just wraps it with. 20 gene stealers they literally will spend the rest of the game inside that land raider yeah i I, it was dumb um they've never been able to get vehicles like i'd love for them to bring tank shock back like let a vehicle drive over someone yep just get out of the way just click exact clear out like you either you move or you die like death or glory was an awesome 40k rule Oh yeah, it was so fun. That it was, but it it was fun, but it also like it had an element of realism. Like there was an element of somebody could just do this in 40k because everybody yeah. in 40k is braver than anyone in any war ever. Yeah, and then going back to transports, uh, making if they had made them super cheap beforehand, there were issues with that because then uh, a lot of people just used them as cannon fodder. And they would go yep. tie up the entire enemy army. Yep. But now that you can kind of, you can shoot in combat with vehicles and monsters. Uh, <clears throat> you can still fall back with stuff. Like if they make a ton of cheap transports, it's not that crippling to a lot of armies anymore. Like if a, that... a guard army rolled up into fourteen venoms, like they just lost because everything got tied up. And they couldn't kill the venoms fast enough. No, oh, you could know because strength three is never killing a venom in combat. Yeah, and even the tanks were at minus one to hit, so they're hitting on fives. Like the venoms would just drive up and poke all the tanks, and now they're stuck in the corner. Yep. But now it's going to be a lot different. So I think they can afford to say, "Oh yeah, venoms; those are forty points now. Rhinos, fifty points. Like bring as many as you want." The other thing is you have to find a balance between 
because the, the other problem is with they've never I don't think they've ever gotten over the change from a transport being able to take a las cannon and die and like certain transports having like eight to ten wounds. Yep. Like I don't think they've ever I, I don't think their playtesting group had caught up to that yet in the mechanics they were trying to include. Because on like if you rolled just back to back to back sixes, it didn't matter what you with like, the last cannon, it didn't matter what you were shooting. It was dead. Yeah, they they really overpriced transport capacity on a lot of the units. Yep. Like uh, what land raiders were four hundred points at the start of the edition. Well, some of them were worth it. <laughs> well, no, come on, the Spartan. That's a four hundred point tank because it's got eight las cannons on it. That thing is six hundred points. Oh my bad. Well, you but see, like because it's got no invul save. Maybe yeah, it doesn't it's, it's, anymore, totally, it's totally unplayable, Ben. The Spartan is just unusable. It is, or it was. <laughs> it died uh, in you heard it here three seconds. Yeah. Um, as soon as it looks over at a line of Python dreadnoughts, it's just gone. Dead. But the other, yeah, I mean, speaking of that, I they need to do something about. I almost hope that with some weapons they go to just a two tier system. Like if you shoot something of if you shoot something with a specific rule, you do three damage. Like with a last cannon, let's say against some things you'll do d six, and against some things you'll do six. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they 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 need to do something to iron out the damage spikes, because that was another thing that like ruined the game. Like it didn't ruin the game, but it made it really difficult to invest in high point models, because you didn't know if you were going to get hit with one wound or if you were going to eat twelve. Yeah, the one thing that was really <clears throat> unintentional and bad was uh, they tried to make it where, oh, you're going to bring some anti infantry. And you're going to bring some anti-tank. Instead, you brought as many strength 5 and 6 as you could. And if they had 2 damage, they were perfect anti-tank. Yep. Like, a disintegrator, for a while, was the best anti-tank gun in the game. Statistically, yep. Or like a Imperial Fist, forever, with just 2 damage against vehicles on all their heavy bolters. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, in Dark Age... Were they like Twin assault cannons that were amazing yeah. in anti-tank and also fired 12 shots, so they're great at anti-infantry. Are they going to fix that, do you think? Are they going to get rid of twin links being double shots? <laughs> the fucking dumbest I, I thing I've ever so. heard? I think it's going to stay like that. I hope, fucking hope not. Go back to I mean, what else are they going to do? They're going to do reroll hits again? Yes. But everyone can already get reroll hits. It's just going to be a useless well, that's rule. The only thing that I hope that they trim down is the number of mods that everyone has access to. Yeah, I mean, it's in that aspect, it's really turned into Sigmar. Is you've got like four or five support characters that just super buff everything in your army. Yep. It's like here's my chapter master, here's my lieutenant, here's my ancient, and here's oh, my apothecary. Oh, Schwartz too, huh? What's that? You played against Schwartz's Blood Angels with his uh, allied Raven Guard, huh? You mean my Blood Angels? That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. It's entirely correct. But yeah, like, it turned into a bubble hammer. Like, aura hammer, almost. Oh, yeah. And then, because none of the auras were wholly within, it was just a conga line hammer. 
Yep. It was keep so, one interceptor in the bubble, and then uh, <clears throat> pull guys in the middle. So I I did this all the time with my uh, my Vanguard vet units because I had three hammers, and then seven assholes. Seven guys so who were there the, to die. The three hammers hammer. were going to melee. The yep. seven assholes would trail all the way back to get an aura range, and then I would pick guys out of the middle when they died. So I'd have one guy way in the back getting all the auras for the three hammers who were stuck in with everyone. And sure, they didn't get to pile in, but they were already there. Yep. So they're just whacking everyone with reroll hits and wounds and plus one attack from Gilliman and stuff. While this one guy in the back is just yelling at them to do better. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid. Like, yeah. holy within auras are great. Like, they need to be big. They need to be like wholly within 18 or 12 or whatever. Otherwise, they're just impossible to use. But the other thing that I think they should there. do, they need to do, when you, you select this unit at the beginning of the assault phase. Yeah, but then you get the other issue that when they charge, they outrun their their buffs. Which well, is why. Like, you get, then I guess you get to be aggressive with your buff guys too. Yeah. Like. There should be a, it should be a risk, you know, like you're an assault unit with an assault buff, you with an assault buff character. Guess where he should be up front. (laughs) No way. That's scary. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it would be like me saying that it would be like me saying that I shouldn't have like a commissar on one side of the board should buff leadership for my entire army. Yes. (laughs) No. It's not how it works. Space <laughs> Marine characters lead from the back. Oh, yeah, definitely. From the way, way back. Because <laughs> that's, that's how any fluff of 40K has ever been written for Space Marines, or Guard, uh, for that matter. Well, yes, because I didn't want to pay for the melee weapons on these guys, so they're definitely leading <laughs> from the back. That's another thing they need, that needs to probably... They need to redo the upgrade. They need to go back to granular upgrades. Like I know, not everyone's going to agree with that. It's, but they put them all in legends. I don't know what that is. Can't upgrade shit anymore. Oh, okay. Nothing. Uh, no bite characters allowed. No, I, I think it would be cool to go back to granular upgrades and not just reading data sheets. You know, like oh well, I know what that is. Like I get why you want to do it because it means I can look at something and immediately know its stats. Like that's cool. I get it. But there should be more customization in units than there already is. What, you mean like digital lasers and artificer armor and stuff like that? No, I just want the the the, pla- the uh, debuff plasma thing back for Inquisitors. Rad grenades? Oh, please give me rad grenades back. Dude, I do not know how much shenanigans I used to pull with Ordo Xenos Inquisitors and rad grenades. Oh my god. You definitely need to go play a uh, 30k. I this know I'm a gro- I'm a salty old grognard, and I just don't want to be part of that community. Um, so much rad stuff in 30k. <laughs> look, all I'm saying is it was really funny to see somebody charge a squad of guardsmen with an attached inqu- inquisitor, and then for them to realize that oh yeah, I'm toughness three. It was funny, is all I'm saying. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the best is when you would do it to penal legionnaires. 
and you got the knife fighters who had three attacks each. Shank, shank, oh. shank. Oh, it was fucking amazing. You have never seen people with combat knives kill corn berserkers better. Um, but I think that's probably something that it's a good thing that went away, despite how much I loved it. Is there anything Just else? Catachans now. They can get like three attacks each easy. They can get like three attacks each. And I do love me some Strachan. And they're strength four. And they're strength four. Um, so strong. Stop talking me into things. Uh, I play Stormtroopers. <laughs> Leave me alone. Stop making right. me like this game. Stop, yeah, stop making me like things. I want to be mad. Uh, <laughs> I am I am very, I am cautiously optimistic, as I am, as I always will be, because we have all seen and, you know, been brokenhearted enough times to not fully trust anything that comes out of Games Workshop. But the the early signs are promising. Shall we say that? Yep. So I, I'm expecting it's going to take a couple weeks after release. For it to all get ironed out. Drip, drip, drop. So what? whatever happens immediately will almost certainly not be the norm. Correct. As well, that, that's, that's obviously going to be broken stuff. Because there yep. always is. Because there always Well, anytime you put numbers on... Anytime you throw numbers at each other, certain numbers are going to be worth more. Yep. Like, and that's more complicated than it sounded while also being stupid. Like simplistically stupid but yeah. let's pretend i didn't say that uh thank you everyone for listening we are very happy to be back with 40k and we will do our best to return to you with regular content starting next week absolutely